podcast haven't forgotten about you guys just living and dealing with life uh, change careers move across the country now live in seattle uh, about to close on my first home shortly been working on other projects maybe spread myself a little thin but i'll learn to, to balance it uh, should even have a children's book available on amazon soon plain possum should should be available by the time you're hearing this, but we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I mean, this this was just supposed to be a fun thing anyway. Just keeping it casual, you know? Just between me, the allies, the listeners. Just something, you know, something chill, relaxed. But speaking of casual and no strings, I was re-watching 500 Days of Summer, and it was definitely better than... I remembered watching it the first time when I had first seen it when it originally came out. I pretty much was a version of the character Tom or Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And it's just horrible. It's a horrible way to live life. I remember how much I hated uh, Zoe Deschanel's character in that movie. But today as I'm watching, she's, she's fine. She's just doing what she wants to do. Being happy, having fun, uh, being upfront and outright. And we really couldn't have asked more from her in that situation. So I thought we'd talk about that a little bit before they inevitably remake the movie in a few years. I guess it's been out long enough. And just give you guys a little something to snack on before uh, some other episodes come out that I do have planned. I do have three canned right now that are just awaiting editing and post-production and releasal. This is a story of boy meets girl. The boy, Tom Hansen of Margate, New Jersey, grew up believing that he'd never truly be happy until the day he met the one. This belief stemmed from early exposure to sad British pop music and a total misreading of the movie The Graduate. The girl, Summer Finn of Shinnecock, Michigan, did not share this belief. Since the disintegration of her parents' marriage, she'd only loved two things. The first was her long, dark hair. The second was how easily she could cut it off and feel nothing. For 500 Days of Summer, let's talk about this asshole, Tom Hansen. This guy will not get out of his own way. The movie starts, it's given an introduction of his character and just talking about how, since a young age, he always felt that he wouldn't be happy until he met, quote-unquote, the one and we follow him through his adult life and he, it's it's pretty much echoing that sentiment he's in a dead-end job that he's not too keen on he's avoiding the pursuit of his dream job of being an architect and he's just missing out on 
a lot of what he could have for himself. It's even alluded to in the movie that he's had a string of relationships that have ended poorly that he hasn't handled well in the past and it's pretty much just just picking up from there and then the love interest summer starts working at his job and you know she's really pretty uh, he finds out they have similar interests in, in music and things like that and in perfectly self-destructive fashion he completely falls for her without really knowing much about her and it just goes downhill from there. But she's kind of cliche, detached person. You know, she she moved uh, out to LA out of boredom, which she tells him. Divorced parents, no long-term relationships, anything like that. Pretty early on, their first actual conversation, they find out a lot about each other's perspectives on love and relationships, and she pretty much lay, lays it all out there. So you have a boyfriend? No. Why not? Because I don't want one. Come on. I don't believe that. You don't believe that a woman could enjoy being free and independent? Are you a lesbian? No, I'm not a lesbian. I just don't feel comfortable being anyone's girlfriend. I don't actually feel comfortable being anyone's anything, you know? I don't know what you're talking about. Really? Nope. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Let me break it down for you. Break it down. OK. I like being on my own. Relationships are messy and people's feelings get hurt. Who needs it? We're young. We live in one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Might as well have fun while we can and save the serious stuff for later. Holy shit, you're a dude. She's a dude. OK, but wait, wait. What happens if you fall in love? <laughs> what? Well, you don't believe that, do you? It's love. It's not Santa Claus. What does that word even mean? I've been in relationships and I don't think I've ever seen it. Well, maybe that's. And most marriages end in divorce these days. Like my parents. Okay, mine too, but. Me thinks the lady doth protest too much. The lady dothn't. There's no such thing as love, it's fantasy. Well, I think you're wrong. Okay, well, what is it that I'm missing then? I think. You know when you feel it. I guess we can just agree to disagree. And even then, he's just trying to convince her of his own ideals, which eventually he'll find to be very lofty and unrealistic. And pretty much throughout the movie, I don't find any issue with Summer's behavior, how she handled anything. Uh, their first night out at the bar, Tom's friend tells her in a drunken stupor that Tom likes her. And immediately upon her learning that, she questions him about it and makes sure that he knows she just wants to be friends. Uh, this leads to that, and they end up kissing in the copy room at work later on, which, you know, that's fun. She's, she's entitled to go for it. It's consensual. And then they start... Uh, casual dating situation and have a nice little montage scene at Ikea at day 34 and she reiterates to him again in a very honest moment that she doesn't want anything serious her words exactly and he just continues his behavior of poor decision making and he pretends that he's fine with that probably in the hopes that it'll lead to something more or he knows 
what she wants better than she does. And the movie does a great job contrasting their relationship starting with how it's ending, which is really poorly. There's arguments and disinterest in what they have between each other because they first go to Ikea on day 34 and they fast forward and show us day 282 where Tom's trying the same cutesy bullshit in Ikea and it's just not flying anymore. You know, it's been 248 days of this shit. She's had enough. She's not built for it. She doesn't want it. So that's what happens. There's a pivotal moment. He gets in a fight with this guy at a bar that won't stop uh, making fun of him and just hitting on Summer. And they have their first fight. Completely uncool in there. Wait, wait, are you mad at me? I just got my ass kicked for you. Oh, really? Was that for me? Was that for my benefit? Yes, it was. Okay, well, next time, don't, because I don't need your help. You know what? I'm really tired. Can we talk about this tomorrow? No. You know what? I'm not going anywhere till you tell me what's going on. Nothing's going on. We're just... What? But just what? No, don't pull that with me. Don't even try to. This is not how you treat your friend. Kissing in the copy room, holding hands in IKEA, shower sex. Come on, friends, my balls. I like you, Tom. I just don't want to. Release well, you're not the only one that gets to say in this. I do too, and I say we're a couple. God damn it. And that's a pivotal scene, obviously, because I think in that moment she's reminded about the things that she doesn't like about relationships, all the all the pressure and things associated with titles and keeping up with someone's expectations and just living up to that. But then they make up and it seems like she just feels bad for him more than anything. And they have a talk and he says he's fine not having titles but then says, I need to know that you're not going to wake up one morning and feel differently. But at the beginning of the movie, he's already mentioned how his parents are divorced and he understands divorce rates are high and no one stays together, this and that. But really, that's what happens. Someone just wakes up one morning and feels differently and you just move on or go from there or deal with it any way you can. And then they have a huge, huge moment because he says that, he expresses his, his fear, and she says, I can't give you that. Nobody can. Which is, which is true. She's, she's right. And even if Summer doesn't realize it, she's trying to tell him that he just has to be happy. No one's going to fulfill that for him or, or bring that to him. But as almost an inevitability, they break up. And Tom's as sad as we would imagine, goes on a blind date, and he's trying to complain and vent to the blind date, but the blind date hears everything he's saying, and they have an interesting conversation. You ever do this, you think back on all the times you had with someone, and you should replay it in your head over and over again, and you look for those first signs of trouble. There's two options, really, either she's an evil 
emotionless, miserable human being. Or she's a robot. Small wonder, you know, Vicky. I'll explain a lot, actually. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. She never cheated on you? No, never. She ever take advantage of you in any way? No. And she told you up front that she didn't want a boyfriend. Yeah. There's this really great scene where Summer talks about a recurring dream she has and done really well. And Tom feels vindication because he sees it as a moment of intimacy when really I take it as her telling us and him that she just prefers to be alone, and that's when she's happiest. No, I dream sometimes about flying. It starts out like I'm running really, really fast, and I'm like superhuman. And the terrain starts to get really rocky and steep, and then I'm running so fast that my feet aren't even touching the ground, and I'm floating, and it's like this amazing, amazing feeling. I'm free, I'm safe, but then I realize I'm completely alone. He never ever saw it coming at all. He never ever saw it coming at all. He never ever saw it coming at all. It's alright, it's all right, 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 it's all right. The movie drags on. Tom continues making an ass of himself. They meet up again by happenstance, and she invites him to a party. Tom arrives there, but in his head he thinks that's going to be a stepping-off point for them finally turning the corner on something special or long-term. And the movie does it really well because it puts it into two frames, expectation versus reality. And you can imagine how fucking off they are from one another. And this is where he finds out that she's engaged. So he storms out of the party and doesn't see her later on to the movie until he sees that, that she's married and, and happy. And this this rooftop party is where Summer has her own only real shitty thing if anyone's listening or if anyone holds the opinion that Summer was a complete bitch throughout the whole movie. There is this one moment where of course she invites Tom to the party and he Tom's speaking with her friends and they're just normal banter and they ask him what he does. He says that he's a he makes greeting cards and they start to question him about it and Summer feels the need to, to chime in that he could be a really good architect if he wanted to. So she, she's embarrassed by pretty much him, and obviously that's super shitty. After his initial grief, this is kind of where he turns things around for himself. How upset and distraught he is gives him the courage to quit his job and finally pursue a career in architecture and actually give it an honest shot for once. And I just think it he should look at meeting Summer as the best thing that ever happened to him because he finally started serving himself instead of whatever he was looking for in the past. All in all, he got to have sex with Zoe Deschanel. What? 
I, I see this as an absolute win. So really, how mad, how mad could you be, honestly? If he would have navigated that situation a little better, he could have ended up in a pretty, pretty sweet situation. You know, casual situation with Summer, sti- but still dating whoever he wants because, you know, that's part of the rules and then finding that soulmate he's after. Yeah, he just he just played it all wrong, and I, I think he understood that later down the road. But um, the movie ends, and I'm going to give it all away because I think 10 years is where the statute of limitations expires on spoilers. So we're, we're at that point with this movie. He's at a a job interview for, I don't know, some architecture job. I, don't even, I can't even imagine how one of those would go. But there's another girl interviewing there, really, really pretty. And they get to talking, joking around a little bit. And he musters up the courage to invite her out for coffee. Finds out her name's Autumn. Uh, so the movie's going to send us off with that. But knowing this Tom Hansen fella, he's probably going to fuck that up too. We wear our scarves just like a close it out with some imdb facts that i found interesting just in case you go check out the movie again either for the first time or rewatch, and just have some things for you to look out for they say that there's a blue centric color scheme to bring out zoe deschanel's eyes uh, i didn't notice that too much but uh, they definitely avoid using the color red which which only appears twice uh, i'll let you see which times those are uh, one of the characters says hum job instead of blow job to avoid an R rating. It's fucking ridiculous. There is a little prompt at the beginning of the movie that says, you know, it's a fictitious story and any connections that could be made with real life are completely coincidental. <laughs> and they call out Jenny, this girl by the name of Jenny Beckman, who's a bitch, which is actually... A real person that dumped one of the screenwriters so summer is based off of off of that girl i guess he's dealing with it pretty well and also they do a lot of cool thing with with music in, in the film playing in the background pretty common when they go into the karaoke bar the song that's playing is every rose has its thorn by poison which pretty obvious connection there and when summer is first in tom's apartment playing a song have i been a fool which has the lyrics a kiss is just a kiss i think that's what fools say it's pretty clever there they also reiterated a line that one of joseph gordon levitt's characters said in 10 things i hate about you in 500 days of summer he says it sucks why is it that pretty girls think they can treat people like crap and get away with it and in 10 things i hate about you he says you know, just because you're beautiful, that doesn't mean that you can treat people like they don't matter. 
And lastly, and this one might be a little obvious even on the first time watching it, but whenever they're showing the current day over the 500 days, the weather depicted in the picture is supposed to be symbolic for the mood, whether it be good or bad for whatever occurred on that day. Uh, pretty, pretty cool effect there. All right, and that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. And really, if you're going to take away anything from this or the movie, it's just that it's okay to be not good enough for someone else. Most people aren't good enough for themselves, and you should just keep that in mind. We'll be in touch. Don't don't call us. We'll call you. Don't worry. Listen up, young man is a is a young man, he writes stories. He's a writer, little writer boy. He falls in love with the girl, girl already has a boyfriend. She kinda loves him back, but not really. They're just really good friends. And that's fine. He understands. It's rational. Hi, what's your name? How are you? How's your life? Oh, you got a man? Are you in love? So a type. Is it just platonic, strictly just as friends? Or the type that ties you two together till tomorrow's end? If it is, disregard every time I call you pretty, though. It's meant sincerely, it's just my imagination drifting. Brush me off like the dirt on Jay-Z's shoulder, so I fall to ground, collect myself, and get ready to take over your heart. Or at least your spare time. And I love the thought of being with you. Or maybe it's the thought and not being so Hey, the second one's way sadder than the first one, but I don't know. I love the thought of being with you. Maybe it's the thought of not being so alone. The second one's way sadder than the first one, but I don't know. We should go and get a freaking cup of coffee and all act friendly. And I won't pull any stunts, but I'm a little stunt puller from Earth. So I don't know what to tell you if I try to confess my love for scones. I just want to say something real quick. Please, you shouldn't listen. I love these scones. Just a virtue to the selection of the half here, the blueberry, the raspberry, strawberry, pumpkin, even, which is basically a freaking squash. I'm going to make a scone out of a freaking squash. Oh, where, where? Well, that shit blows my mind. That's Elon Musk just in his little lab cooking up, baby. But what were you talking about? Oh, yeah. Your boyfriend made you mad the other day? What was he saying? Oh, what do I think? Hmm. He was being mean at that part point, <laughs> but I'm sure he's going to turn around at some point as well. And I love the thought of being with you. Or maybe it's the thought of not being so alone. The second one's way sadder than the first one, but I don't know. I love the thought of being with you. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe it's the thought of not being so alone. Shit. I, I love being, <laughs> I love being loved, but don't like crying on the phone. Hi. What's up? Yeah, what's going on? Oh yeah, she told me a lot about you. Yeah, uh, huh, it's so great you're doing all of those things. You should keep doing all of them, I think. Oh yeah, my name's Hobo Johnson. People like to say I'm a rapper. I'm actually not. I produce this myself. I'm hella fucking proud of it. <laughs> but yeah, she like she's so nice. She was so nice and cared about me. No one else did. Literally, I don't think I've ever felt love before that. She's a peach scone. She's a peach scone. Yes. And I love the thought of being with her. I just really hope that she doesn't get hurt, you know? They say it takes two years to come back down to earth from that lovely place that you've been. I heard it's so nice. Good for you guys. I'm, I'm glad. And if you find someone who loves you for who you are, keep loving them, man. Because that shit happens like once in a lifetime. You know, and who am I to get in the way of someone 
living their lifetime. <laughs> you know, and I hope you're doing really well. I haven't talked to you in a while, but uh, I found someone else who really loves me for who I am, but I don't call them enough, and that's why they moved away. I'm going to call them right now. She wants me to call her. Okay, bye. Oh, man, talk radio. Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay, okay. 